You're listening to the Well Women Podcast. I'm your host, Gemma Lee, women's cycle health educator. Together, we're normalizing periods, cracking open real body talk, and femme rising the future. I'm here to remind you that your body is amazing. You can achieve balance, and body confidence all begins with your menstrual cycle. Get ready, beautiful. You're about to learn how to confidently reconnect with your body and discover your unique flow. This is episode number 10 with Rosie Rees. She is a sex and relationship coach, founder of the Yoni Pleasure Palace and creator of women's nude yoga. She loves inspiring women to be more sensually awakened and empowered by their sexuality. Rosie, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Gemma. I'm so excited to be here and talk about all this juicy stuff. I seriously cannot wait to get into all of this juicy stuff. Um, When it comes to sex, it's one of the three things that I don't feel are talked about enough and women generally don't feel as comfortable talking about. But to kick us off, tell us where in your cycle are you at the moment? What day of your cycle are you on and how are you feeling? I am day 27 at the moment. And I feel, yeah, and I feel really good. Um, I have a 36 six day cycle so it's always been a really long cycle um and yeah I love I love knowing like so many women don't know what day they're on Mm. um I have an app but I just know in terms of my body and how I'm feeling anyway you know how how my um yeah how my cycle is you're in tune and you listen to your body and we'll talk about that sexually too Amazing. So day 27. Now tell us, how did you become a sex and relationship coach? What even is a sex coach? And what is nude yoga? How did this happen? (laughs) Yeah. Well, I, you know what? I've always, when I was a little girl, I used to read my mum's women's day magazines and I would always flick to uh, the column by Dr. Rosie King. And my name is Rosie King. My middle name is Reese. And I was just so inspired by all the questions and how Dr. Rosie King was answering them. And, you know, it was a dream to become a sex and relationship counsellor. And, um, but I, I was growing, I was brought up in a really uh, Catholic kind of strict upbringing, um, very Christian schools. We didn't even talk about sex. Sex was not even discussed in my whole childhood. Um, so yeah, I had a bit of a, a wake up call, um, I went to uni, did all that, you know, did my business degree, got a journalism degree, got into recruitment. I was, you know, just like I got straight into the, the hamster wheel of things and also found myself in a really unhealthy, toxic relationship. This was back in 2011. And getting out of that terrible relationship that I was in, and I really believe that relationships are a reflection of what's going on on the inside. So you literally attract someone in who is your vibrational match. And at the time I was so unhealthy. I was very, you know, I was drinking every day, smoking cigarettes. I had very little self-worth. I was sleeping around. Um, I had some really unhealthy habits and, you know, I found myself in a new city. So I was living in Sydney. This is after two years in London. And I just was like, Oh my God, I, I need, I don't know anyone. Um, you know, I was desperate, right? And so I attracted in this, this person um, and I'm so grateful for him and his presence in my life because I literally, that changed the whole, coming out of that relationship changed the whole direction of my life. Um, I went to a Tony Robbins seminar called Unleash the Power Within in Sydney 
and I'd literally just woke up. It's like this veil came off my eyes. I realized that my relationship was really abusive and coming out of that, I just wanted to help other women. I just wanted to help women either get out of unhealthy relationships or build, you know, a really beautiful relationship with themselves. And so I did a, a coaching course um, through the Tony Robbins Institute of Coaching and have literally been on the path ever since. I quit my corporate job, went to India, became a yoga teacher, um, wasn't that pumped about teaching clothed yoga, so I started naked yoga. And <laughs> but yeah, like, literally here I am today. Clothing and yoga is overrated. Yeah. Naked. That must be such... Let's talk about body confidence and the relationship with a woman and her physical body because you being a nude yoga teacher, and I know you've been doing this for a few years now, you would have seen so much journey and transformation within women being comfortable in their bodies. I talk Mm. about it a lot in the Well Women program and the clients that I work with, but we don't get naked. So tell us how that works on a naked scale and the vulnerability that opens up there. Mm. Well, I mean, we've been sort of educated as young girls to, you know, that nudity, particularly on on a woman, a naked woman is um, sexualized and objectified. And so, you know, we are kind of brought up, I remember the first time being naked when I was about six or maybe five or six years old and I just had a shower and I was running around. I didn't want to use my towel to dry off. I just wanted to run around naked and be free. And I remember my mum coming out and going, Rosie, put some clothes on, you know, you don't want anyone to see you. Um, And so there was something that kind of came through that went, it's not safe to be naked or it's shameful or, you know, it was so confusing. Um, And so I really find that, you know, relearning to be naked, not just when you're having sex and not just when you're having a shower or a bath and or walking from the shower and the bathroom to the bedroom, which is when most people are naked, you know, by being naked in a really sacred space and literally unveiling your body and and seeing a, a circle of other women's naked bodies and not women that you'd see on Instagram and Photoshopped and completely, you know, fake, actually seeing real women's bodies helps you to learn to love and accept your own body. Um, I never thought I had any severe body image issues, um, but it wasn't until I sort of had so much resistance to getting naked um, that I realized actually this is really healing for me. And so I was living in this beach shack here in Perth and I just moved over here um, to do my master's in sexology. And the guy I was living with was just like, just get naked. And, and, you know, I, he was a pretty much a nudist. So I just started getting naked more often when he wasn't home and just doing my yoga practice naked. And it was so confronting but so empowering and I just had this powerful meditation that said you need to teach this for women it's going to take a lot of courage but you need to do this because no one else is doing it and it's this is going to go you know crazy and women need this more than anything Mm -hmm. and now you're doing nude yoga workshops and events all over Australia and the world so I did my first one in Amsterdam last year oh wow okay amazing yeah I think the concept of getting comfortable in your body is amazing. And I know it's something that I've been exploring. I came from um, a recent relationship where I kind of hid my body for certain reasons and I never really found myself naked. And now I 
like I sleep naked. I always, I have a sarong that hangs on the back of my bedroom door so that when I wake up, you know, cause I live, I have a share house. I live with a, a flatmate. I don't want her like being, Oh my God, scaring her in the middle of the night. You know, yeah. I'll just wrap the sarong around myself and I'll come home from the beach and I'll just walk around naked, but it yeah. took a long time. So I'm sure there's lots of women who are listening, who are like, you guys are crazy. Why would you be naked? What are some tips that you would give to a woman that's supportive in them maybe starting a practice of embracing nudity? Mm, It's definitely a rewiring and a relearning because we've been taught not to be naked and now it's like, oh, no, now be naked. It's it's hard to kind of, yeah, get your head around it. Um, I think it's just creating more rituals where you are naked because when you start to realize the impact and the, the actual shifts that can happen from simply getting naked more often, it, I mean, it filters into your relationship. It filters into your sex life. Um, even like fertility. I've had so many amazing experiences that women have come to my workshops and, and then afterwards just said, wow, I had the first orgasm of my life afterwards or Um, I used to teach couples nude yoga and I had three women after the actual event and it's so much skin on skin contact that they became, um, they conceived that night. So there's all these, like, when you take off your clothes, it's like this, what do you want to let go of? What do you want to shed? What no longer serves you? It's, it's not just come in, get naked, let's do downward dog and where you go. It's like, what is not serving your highest good? you know the and the more you shed and you cry it's there's nothing more empowering than crying on your naked body and um really healing these layers of body image issues that we've been passed down from us from our mothers from the media from instagram from like all around us really mm-hmm. and it's like just stripping back all the bullshit is is really what it's like um so and the layers of the clothes <laughs> Literally yeah, stripping everything back. Yeah, physically and emotionally. Um, but if you can't come to a workshop, because I teach all over Australia, but if you can't come to a physical workshop with me, just try, particularly like in your own bedroom, like if you live in a share house, roll out your yoga mat, put the heater on if it's winter, and actually just get naked and do your yoga practice naked or do your meditation practice naked or your sauna session, whatever it is. Um, because the more you get naked with yourself, I find that the more confident you feel clothed, the more mm-hmm. confident you feel going to the beach and being in your bikini, the more confident you feel in the bedroom with the lights on while you're having oral sex or, you know, penetrative sex or whatever. Like it, it really does filter into everything. I concur. <laughs> After going through my own experience of learning to like really embrace my body. And I know it's actually funny on Instagram. There's a lot of conversations happening at the moment about like boobs. I don't know. Maybe that's just my feed, but that every boob is different. And like every vagina looks different. Everyone's or every woman, I should say is menstrual cycle is different. Let's Mm. talk about menstrual cycle awareness and how that comes into sexual education for Mm. your work as a sex coach. Because I know there's a lot of women who are like, oh, yeah, I love having sex on my period. And then there's some who are like, no, it's a completely no-go zone. Share with us your insights about the relationship between your menstrual cycle and sexuality and maybe even sensuality. Mm. I mean, I'm very, we are all very cyclical. You know, we have four seasons within one month, basically. Mm. 
And I ride that wave. Like I used to resist it and I used to hate my PMS phase. And I've just learned to embrace it and like use it as fuel. Like if I'm feeling angry, I will just like use it as an opportunity to get really fucking angry and like punch the pillow or I don't cry as much anymore. Um, but during that sort of PMS stage, if I need to cry, that's the chance, my, my chance to really release and let go of mm. sadness or, you know, any of emotion that's sort of stuck in my heart space. So it's, for me, it's more about using your cycle for your highest good, for your business, for your relationship. Um, you know, this month, me and my so I'm with a woman now. I've always dated and been with men, but I'm, I'm now with a woman. And our cycle synced up. And I was waiting for this to happen. We've been together for a year. And finally, we both sort of synced up. And so our sex this month has been incredible because it always is, but um, we've been, we've matched each other's libido completely. And you know, it's been so consistent all the way through and, um, you know, particularly around ovulation. So it's really good to know when you're ovulating because then, you know, if you want to conceive, um, obviously that's your go time, but it's also like, that's when you're most juicy. That's when you, that's when I birth projects. That's when I get all my shit done that I really want to put out in the world, you know? Um, but sexually, like it's, it's so, I love knowing when, when I'm sexually like, really good to go it's it's but even when i'm bleeding I, I enjoy it as well um maybe not the first few days but i've had some incredible sex and orgasms on my period as well and i feel like there's so much shame around that as you know from i, I don't know where it's from but it's it can be very primal and erotic mm. i yeah. feel like a lot of women and men if you're in a like a heterosexual relationship like men and women some men, there's a lovely meme that I like. It's hilarious. It's menstrual blood in a period, like a pair of underwear versus bleeding on an action movie. And the guy's reaction between the two is just like, oh, that's totally disgusting versus like, oh my God, I'm loving this movie. Yeah. Is that blood is blood and women bleed and we don't die when we bleed in that way. It's, it's ancestrally an amazing experience mm. and it holds so much intuition connection really. But I feel that some men, um, and I feel like women on women is mm. different because women do menstruate, but for men, it's kind of seen dirty or mm. taboo, shame, yuck, I don't want to get involved in that. So what are your tips for a woman who is maybe open to trialing, experiencing sexual encounters whilst they are menstruating? What would you say, like, what would you guide them with if they wanted to start that? You know, because I used to date a guy, this was a couple of years ago, and he was so grossed out about periods um, when I met him. And then because I was so comfortable with my period, with using my menstrual cup, like I remember the first time we got in the shower together and I had my period, I just squatted down and I pulled out my menstrual cup and it still was really gross. But I used to like to like just pour it over my body. I love the feeling of blood all over my body. Like there's something just really, I don't know, um, erotic and primal about it. And he was just like blown away. He was initially grossed out, but then he was like, Oh, I really love that. You're so connected with your cycle. And, um, you know, even just looking at the color of it and the smell of the blood, you can tell a lot by mm -hmm. your menstrual blood. And he was just, and by the end of our relationship, we were together for a year. 
he was like, he didn't even care. He would, he would pull out my menstrual cup for me and that kind of thing. So he, he became very comfortable. But I feel like it's when you're comfortable with it, that creates the relationship that you want to have with your menstrual cycle and with sexuality. You know, I've had beautiful sexual experiences whilst being on my period. Um, and I feel like that came from my level of comfortability because that'll just transfer to, to him, hopefully. Mm-hmm. But also talking about it, so many men have really funny about it. Um, and it's like, dude, you came from your mother's vagina and you came from a period, essentially. Exactly. And you're, if your mum didn't have a menstrual cycle and bleed, you know, monthly or monthly, you could say, you wouldn't exist. So be thankful for the cycle. And I think um, it comes back to mothers educating their sons. Mm-hmm. You know, it's really important. Like I didn't get, I don't, I didn't see my mum menstruate or use anything. It's like most sons don't either. Um, but since being in a relationship with my my new partner, she's got a two and a half year old. We put our cup in and take it out. She knows exactly what everything is. Like she is not being sheltered, and I think it's really important for mums to not shelter their children from both menstruation and sexuality. It's so important. They're so natural. This is mm. the thing: is that they're such natural parts. And I, it's not that mums don't educate their children, but there's no education for mums on how to educate their children. Mm. It's one, it's a side project I'm working on for schools at the moment to bring that out in awareness so that we can learn more about our cycles and as women and blossom into our bodies confidently as teens and tweens. Yeah, but you're so spot on because it's needed at that early age. And if it's part of life, just like eating is normal, (laughs) imagine if eating was taboo, there'd be so much change in our health, but that's another whole topic. Mm. So talking about becoming confident and within yourself and your menstrual cycle, let's share about your menstrual cycle and your experience in getting your menstrual cycle for the first time and your journey of learning to love your cycle to where you are now because you're very confident in it. And I know there's a lot of women listening who were like, how do I get to that stage? Mm. What's your journey? Yeah, I was 13 when I got my period and it was athletics day, (laughs) which Like, seriously, what? That was so... (gasps) Mine was two days or three days before a swimming carnival. So I totally feel you, yep. (laughs) So it's 13 um, and no one had spoken to me about it. Oh, I think my mum had left some pads in a a cupboard in the bathroom but hadn't really taken me through. Um, And it was the one night my mum was away for some reason. So I got home. So first of all, I was in complete denial. I remember seeing the blood in the toilet and it was quite dark and I was just like, oh, that's weird. <laughs> Don't know what that's that is. Poo. <laughs> Went off and did another race, whatever, and just left it. And then um, it was when I got home that night and I was in the shower and there was blood everywhere and I was like, oh, shit. And I remember crying and just being so confused and lost and just I really wish my mum was there that night to help me. Um, but, you know, after that, so basically I... But I was very shy and I couldn't, I couldn't approach my mum to talk about it. So I used to write little letters and ask her questions and then give them to her and she would write down answers and then give them back to me. That's how, like, we just didn't have any communication. We couldn't. I felt so much Verbally. Verbal. Couldn't do it. Um, and so then what happened was, I was always fine with my period, but then I started getting some pimples when I was like 17 and I had a boyfriend. So I just went on the pill for 10 years and God, I wish, you know, I knew more about 
being on, you know, I, I just, I had a period and I didn't all, I never skipped a period. I've always loved bleeding. And whenever I say this to people, they're like, Oh, you're weird. I actually love that week of just shedding. Even when I had my, you know, was on the pill, I still love to bleed. I didn't, I had a lot of friends skipping the period. Mm, a lot of women do. Taking. Yeah. I've never understood that. Um, I even tried to do it once and it just didn't work. So I just kept bleeding and it's fine. Um, and it's after coming off the pill, it was hell. It was just like so much pain and it's amazing. The pill just numbs and masks everything. It's like when you come off it, you start to feel the full scope of what you, not what you're meant to feel, but what you've suppressed for years. So that's what happened to me when I was about 26 and even that, I, then I met a new partner and I really wanted him to be able to ejaculate inside me. Um, so I thought, oh, I'll just go back on the pill. And so went back on the pill for one week. And in that one week, I had two urinary tract infections. Wow. And that to me, I was like, okay, I'm listening. This is when I started to you know, discover the jade egg. Um, I was like, I'm listening to my vagina. My vagina has a voice and she, because I've, I are very loud, it's loud and clear. When my Yoni's not happy with something, she'll tell me through you know, UTIs, thrush, bacterial vaginosis, and you know, anything like that. It's a message, she's talking to you and you talking just need to me. Listen. Yep, totally. And so I just went, all right, I'm not meant to be on the pill. And so I wasn't on the I didn't never been on the pill since. Um, and me and my partner at the time, we just used the pull-out method for two years and tracked my cycle. Um, and I've never been pregnant and I did that again with my second uh, heterosexual relationship and I've never, never been pregnant. So, um, I would rarely, rarely let a man ejaculate inside me. Um, it would, I would only really, I probably only let a few men in my time, like relationships do that. And it's usually been on my period. So maybe once or twice a year, I would feel really aroused during my period and then he could come inside me. And I know there's you know, research out there that says you can still get pregnant when you're on your period. Um, but, you know, I, I'm, again, very in tune with my body. And um, now when I bleed, it's just like, oh, I just love it. I just, I use my Modi Body Undies. I use my menstrual cup, which we sell online. And um, it's a beautiful week for me. It's, even if I feel a bit of pain, it's like, it's normal. It's okay to, to kind of go within. And sometimes when you're letting go, which your period is, your menstrual cycle is a process of letting go and cleansing and detoxifying, is that, yeah. you know, when you let go emotionally, you cry and it's, it's emotionally painful. You know, we're not supposed to feel heavy pain whilst we're menstruating, but you're letting go and your body is actually processing something about, you know, allow it. So let's switch gears because you dropped a line about eggs. Now, you run a Yoni egg course. There are so many women who want to know about yoni eggs. Now, what is a yoni? Just really brief, briefly for those who have no idea what that word means. And what is a yoni egg? And what is the purpose of using it? Give us the goods. <laughs> Tell us. Cool. So yoni means sacred space or sacred temple in Indian Sanskrit. And I love the term yoni because it's all encompassing. It encompasses the womb, the vagina, the vulva, the whole lot. So, And it's a beautiful, reverent term. Um, for, you know, essentially what we've called vagina for most of our life, which literally means sheath for a sword. So I really like the fact that it's, yeah, I mean, it's more, our vagina is not, is a, it's just our vaginal canal and it's definitely more than just a sheath for someone's sword. So um, 
that's the, that's my little spiel on y- what yoni means. And this is a yoni egg. This is a rose quartz egg. This is a jade egg and a red carnelian egg. We saw a few other ones. So as well. glad you have your props ready. I know there's lots here. And now this is essentially a crystal egg-shaped weight that you wear internally. Now you can just there's two ways you can use it. It's it can be a, an active practice or a passive practice. So active is like you putting the egg in larger end first. I like to like wear it in my bra for a half an hour or something or warm warm it up in some warm water. Um, if you struggle with lubrication, mm-hmm. just put some coconut oil on it or something like that. My favorite lubricant. And then you just want to really gently bring it to the entrance of the yoni. You can massage around the entrance and gently insert it in, just like you would a tampon, like all the way up, about a finger's length. And it sits just kind of right near the cervix. You don't even essentially feel it. You're not meant to like feel it there all the time, but it it basically acts as this weight. So when you stand up, um, you have the gravity, you have the weight, which creates this resistance effect. So just like you go to the gym to lift a dumbbell to strengthen your bicep, it's exactly the same concept for your vagina. Um, often women, you know, when they age or um, even just after childbirth or even just in general, the muscles will become weak, particularly if we don't do our Kegels, so our pelvic floor exercises. Um, and, you know, there, there was studies done in 1947 by Dr. Um, Kegel who did some tests with women who used a weight internally and women who didn't. Basically, the women who used their Kegel device um, had 93% success rate in eliminating uh, urinary, urinary incontinence, so basically weak bladder. So it really does work. And if you, even if you don't wee when you sneeze or if you don't have a weak bladder or if you're not going through prolapse, For me, I was 26 when I discovered it. And when I started using it, it was literally like the first time I connected to my yoni in a way that wasn't needing to give something to someone else or, you know, get an orgasm or validation or something. It was like, and it wasn't even a sexual practice. It was just this coming home feeling of, oh, this is a part of my body. And I've really neglected this and avoided this and just used it. For, for my gain, for pleasure or for something else. And it's like, actually, it's a, it's a part of our body that really requires love. And, you know, the, the statistics of women going through PCOS and endometriosis and even just cancer cells on the cervix, oh, there's so much going on for women at the moment in their womb space. Is and I there? feel like, yeah, it's huge. And infertility and just so much when we start to bring loving presence to that area, even if you're not using an egg, you know, you can meditate on your cervix. You can meditate on your ovaries if you've got some health issues, but actually having a a physical tool that you can use and, and crystals are beautiful because you can infuse intention into them. You know, you can use metal balls or silicon, but I find a lot of women, particularly when I'm at different expos and conventions, that women say, oh, I've got these in the back of my bedroom drawer and I just don't feel drawn to use them. But when it's a crystal, I think is it's something natural and you can cleanse it and you can kind of set an intention and put it in. You, you feel more drawn to use it. Mm-hmm. And for me, when I started using it, um, within about a month, um, I had my first internal orgasm with a partner. And um, my period started to change and become a bit lighter and it was just this incredible connection to myself and, and my sex life just went amazing, <laughs> skyrocketed. 
Wow. What an insight to yoni eggs. Is it like, let's, I know there's so many women who are just learning about this for the very first time. Mm. Is it like an exercise, like in the sense of, okay, I'm going to do some ab drills or I'm going to, you know, do some squats that you just wear the yoni egg just for like 15, 20 minutes, or is it something that you would encourage wearing throughout a day? Like what's your, your guidance around how to use the yoni egg for like periods of time, when in your cycle is best to use it, when's not the best to use it. Mm. Yes. So like I mentioned before, there's active and there's passive. So I'm glad you reminded me. Active is like putting it in and actually doing 15 minutes of dedicated pelvic floor exercises. So um, I have on my online course, I have 10 different sessions you can do, but it's literally just roll out your yoga mat, put your yoni egg in. Obviously don't just whack it in because it's, it's, you want to bring some level of like consciousness and presence and, you know, you don't want to over traumatize or like re traumatize yourself if you've had issues down there. So just be really um, aware of that. It's really nice to do it after a shower or after a hot bath and then just getting on your yoga mat. And even if you're just doing like maybe like 20 um, hip raises and squeeze when you're up, see if you can actually feel your vagina muscles wrap around the egg and clench and then it's really important. The clenching is important, but also the releasing and letting go. So lowering your hips down and totally relax. So you don't want to keep just tensing, tensing, tensing. You want to balance it out with tensing and also releasing and letting go. Um, you can do some squats. You can do some donkey kicks. You can. There's so many different pelvic floor exercises you can do. Even if you just, I call it yoni breathing. Mm, and I, I do that. I love it. Yeah, I was doing it on my live yesterday and even just doing it, I think I probably only did it five or 10 times. It's just like literally squeeze, inhale, exhale, letting it all tumble out and relaxing, yawning open the yoni and squeezing, inhale, and just doing that perhaps for like, you know, five minutes or so and feel this flood of new, vibrant, juicy, sensual energy building in your womb space building in your ovaries and then it starts to rise up and you can circulate it you know i don't want to overcomplicate it because it's it's so it can be so basic just putting mm -hmm. it in and bringing your awareness out of here and dropping it down into here connection and, yep that's it it's just a purely a self-care self-love tool to use with your yoga with your meditation and it just, you know, it just happens to be amazing for your pelvic floor. So you're not weeing when you sneeze or you don't. So many women have really, um, are really inorgasmic. And so it's, it, orgasms are our birthright. And so it really does heighten sensitivity and sensations internally. So you start to have deeper orgasms and you can clench around your partner's penis or fingers stronger um, yeah, there's so many benefits. I could bang on about this. Like, <laughs> for Emma. That's why I wrote a course about it. That's what you say. Yeah. Um, I love it. So that's the passive. What about the other side of using one? Oh, well, that's active. So passive oh, sorry, is active. putting it in and then like just going about your day. Um, it's interesting because sometimes I've forgotten I have it in. Um, but it's amazing. You'll get this little like just this humming feeling or this like little bit of heaviness in your vagina and you're like, oh, I've got my yoni again. And so it's kind of nice to, to do that just to throughout your day. It's very grounding, brings you, again, out of your head. Um, so passive is you, you're not going to get like the full benefit of when you're actively using your pelvic floor, 
But, you know, just having the weight internally and the standing up and having the gravity, you will still get an amazing impact, like, an, like a, um, yeah, an impact on you. You'll still feel something. It just might take longer to, to sort of strengthen your pelvic floor. Some women even love to sleep with it in, um, which can feel really healing. Uh, it can help you wake up very lubricated. Some women have even orgasmed in their sleep by having it in. Um, I don't sleep with it in anymore because the crystal is very, for me, activating my sleep state. So I have really crazy dreams when I, when I wear my egg. But then my partner wears her yoni egg to bed and sleeps like a rock. So you can have the best sleep of your life with it in as well. Every, it just goes to show how different every woman is and that your experience is so individualized to you. Yeah. 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 And it's, it's fine to use all the way throughout your cycle. Typically not when you're bleeding. When you're bleeding, it's releasing and downward energy, um, you know, apana. And your only egg is upward energy and, and kind of lifting. And so you don't want to um, block the flow of blood. So I would not wear it when you're bleeding. Although some women, again, it, some women love it. Yeah. Um, it's, funny, it's funny you talking about the, the downward energy and actual releasing. I know in Ayurveda, in Indian medicine, it's all about when you're menstruating, the downward action. It's kind of like when you're um, dry skin brushing, you brush upwards towards your heart. But when you're bleeding, you want a downward release. It's one reason why I, I encourage all women to experience just naturally bleeding, not mm. having a cup in or a tampon in. And actually, like you were saying, pouring the menstrual blood over, your, over yourself. I'm, I'm yet to do that. I'll have to try this. And a face mask. Okay, considering I'm a menstrual coach, I'll definitely have to try this because I use my menstrual blood in the garden mm. and I bring the life force energy back to the plants that I grow and the food that I grow. Um, but yet yeah, it's important to experience that downwardness and actually feel the blood move through your body. I love that feeling. Oh, it's like the moment that I, I'm like, oh, okay, I'm on day, I'm a day 28, day 29 bleeder and I can literally sense, okay, I'm going to start bleeding in the next 30 minutes. Wow. And I love it, that it all comes back to being connected. And if for you, that means using a yoni egg to actually get connected and feel the different elements of your yoni, I'm mm. like all for it. And I think that not enough women are connected with their yonis. And this is why we have so many imbalances, like you were saying, with PCOS and endo and infertility, so many UTIs and infections. It's, it's all about awareness and bringing it back to connection. Yeah, and it's your way, it's your Yoni's way of going, hello, pay me some attention here. I need some loving. Like if you've got terrible endometriosis pain, what are you, are you blocking it out with the pill? Like, you know, can you actually go into that pain, sit with it, listen to her? She's telling you something. And it might be a really uncomfortable truth. Like for me, once my womb was like, you need to get out of this relationship. It's not serving you anymore. But sometimes you don't want to hear that. So women will just suppress the pain and take painkillers or go on the pill or mm -hmm. put an IUD in. And it's honestly, it's, it's temporary and it's, yeah, it's masking it. Um, for me, I use the red carnelian just before um, I get my period. And if you ha are going through endo or anything womb related, this is like the, the womb stone. It's called red carnelian the best and then um after my period it's really good to do a yoni sting so um you know you can actually really cleanse and clear out anything that's still not you know fully released from your bleed so a couple of days after your period it's great to do that 
Oh my God. I love all of these insights. And I know that everyone listening is going to, is this, Oh, we could talk about this forever. No. <laughs> I'm so interested and it's I'll a topic. To do a part two. Oh, I would love to. I would love to, but we are like getting really close to overtime. And I have one final question that I think is really important and I'd love to hear your insights, but what are your three guiding tips to women or to your younger self that you wish you knew about your body when you started menstruating that you now know? Mm. Um, well, one would be, and this is not just around menstruating, but just in general, uh, listening to your pussy. So listening to your vagina, she has a message for you. Mm -hmm. Um, so all those times I got UTIs and thrush, it was because I was sleeping with somebody in my early twenties. Um, that was not right for me. That wasn't honoring. So, you know, listen to your vagina. She's got a message for you. Um, secondly would be, I, you know, don't go on the pill, like plain and simple being like, I wish, um, I was taught, yeah, more empowering ways of contraception and, and protecting myself naturally. Um, and thirdly would be, well, it's never too early to get a yoni egg. I mean, if we're putting tampons inside our vagina at 12 years old, why can't we put a yoni egg in? Um, and so connecting with yourself in an empowering way, sexually and non-sexually with a yoni egg, like, oh my God, if I was given that when I was 12, 13 years old, I'd just be, I, who knows, I'd probably be <laughs> doing what I'm doing now. But, you, you know, you're always given what you need. Um, but yeah, definitely using a yoni egg, connecting to that part of your body and almost like, I don't even like the term virginity, but take, taking your own virginity and um, popping your own cherry, exploring your own sensuality. We just need way more education about this um, for young girls because it would just, you know, take away so much heartbreak and, and rejection and pain and shame that women go through. And pressure. Yeah, pressure. I love that third tip. I've never heard anybody share that third tip before for, for women who are teen, at teen and tween age. And I think it's your body. Get to know your own body. I love that, Rosie. Oh, my God. I've loved mm. having you as a guest on our show. Thank you so much. You've had so many insightful, like, little shares. And I know there's going to be so many women who are like, I want to know how to steam my yoni. And I want to know, <laughs> like, where can I get a yoni egg? Like, is there a good yoni egg to get and a not good yoni egg to get? So tell our listeners how they can connect with you and learn more about your amazing yoni egg products that you have on your website and connect with you. So I've got a special discount code for your tribe and the, hat, the code is Gemma Lee. Amazing. Um, Thank you. And they can go to yonipleasurepalace.com and get 15% off. So yonipleasurepalace.com or on Instagram, it's yoni underscore pleasure underscore palace. Um, if you want to uh, check out the Rosie Reese side of things and the new yoga, you can go to rosiereese.com and that's R-E-E-S. Um, and my Instagram is rosie.reese amazing all those links will be in the show notes everyone can connect you over there reach out to rosie so hi ask her a question about yoni eggs because i know i've got a thousand more questions to ask her <laughs> and i know she would love to hear from you but rosie thank you so much for joining us today thank and i can't wait to have you back because there is so much more we need to open up here yeah likewise thanks so much Gemma. Mm, lots of love all right everyone have a great day bye Thank you so much for tuning in to every episode of the Well Women Podcast. I trust you enjoyed this episode as much as we did. If you got a lot out of it too, please subscribe and leave a five-star review on iTunes or your podcast app. 
This means together we can inspire, connect and educate even more women. Now, is there a bestie, a sister or a friend who you know may be frustrated and confused with their health? Are they ready to discover new aspects of themselves too? Well, take a screenshot of this podcast episode, share it on your social media, email it, text it or any way you need to get it to their ears. So together we can all live in flow, harmony and balance with our bodies. And be sure to tag me in it too. Hashtag WellWomenPodcast. For everything we mentioned in today's episode, you can find this in the show notes over at wellsome.com forward slash podcast. Until next time, beautiful, get connected, listen to your body and remember, body confidence all begins with living in tune with your menstrual cycle. 